Hebrews 11 says this. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, but it's the evidence of the things we don't see. It says it's the substance of things hoped for, and you know if you've been here very long, the word hope in the Greek means joyful expectation. It means, it means faith, is what you, faith is what you expect, but it is also the evidence of what you cannot see. See, what happens to us in our lives, how many of y'all have, any, how many of y'all have ever had anything in your life that seemed insurmountable? Ever had an insurmountable situation in your life? Yes. You know why? Because it appeared to be insurmountable. Yes. Scripture says we walk by faith in what? Not by sight. Not by sight. See, see don't believe your eyes. Constantly the Scripture, there's more and more and more Scriptures. I could sit up here and quote to you. That are, don't believe what you see. Don't believe what you see, because see, in the life of the believer, here's what's going on. There's what you see, and then there's what's going on in the unseen realm. See, we're limited by the things we can see in the natural, but God is always at work in the unseen realm. He's always working to bring something to pass into the seen realm, but you don't see it right now. But there are some ways that you can operate your life in the unseen realm. That's what we're going to talk about this morning. We'll talk about not believing your lying eyes. Amen. <laughs> not believing your lying eyes. Because that's what happens. We see something. Well, that's the way it appears. That's how I see it to be. So that's the way that it is. Yes, that is the way it is for everyone except for the child of God. See, my life is not governed by what I can see or what I can smell or what I can feel or what I can hear. My life is governed by the Word of God. My life is governed by what God is doing in an unseen realm. See, what we believe to be, I'm going to tell you something, what we believe to be instant miracles most of the time are not. See, oh, I saw an instant miracle. No, you didn't. You saw the manifestation of the miracle in an instant, but that don't mean that the miracle happened in an instant. Amen. See, it's like the woman with the issue of blood. Anyone who saw that, they thought, look, an instant miracle. She said, instant my butt. I've been believing for this for 20 Is what it is. Y'all got me good, good, bad, or indifferent. I am who I am. But let's be honest. We all see these things happen. You'll see, oh, that was a miraculous instant healing. No, it wasn't. Somebody had been believing for that healing. You might have you might got to be present at the healing. God miraculously did this. Listen, people would say, God miraculously delivered Chris Vickery from drugs in one night. No, man, they was people all his life praying to see the manifestation of that miracle. It just happened like that. See, our problem is, is when we, we, we were so quick to believe what we see, not what is. In our own lives, we're so, we're so bound to what we see rather than what we're actually believing for. See, just because you don't see it yet doesn't mean it doesn't exist. It just means it hasn't manifested in a natural realm yet. Listen, I know right now that I have all... You say you got that in the bank? I don't have to have that in the bank because I know that I know that I have everything I'll ever need already provided. Why? Because God's word says so. So my faith is based not on what I see, but what I know. See, your faith, if you're going to walk in the unseen realm, your faith can't be based on what you see. It has to be based on what you know. It has to be based on what you know. And I want to look at the story of David and Goliath. It's a very familiar story, but we, so much of it has turned into a Sunday school class 
felt bored. Here's little David. They've written songs about little David. But I want you to really look with me for just a few minutes at this story. And so you, you probably all know it. If you don't, I'm not going to read the whole story to you. I don't have time. So we're just going to hit it as we go, okay? So David shows up to carry food to his brothers who are fighting on the, on the front lines against the Philistines. Well, they're not really fighting. They're hiding on the front lines against the Philistines. David's brothers, with all the soldiers of Israel, are hiding because there's... See, here, here's the interesting thing to me. This was one dude. And history says he was like nine feet tall. And he's a bad dude. But I'm going to tell you something. I don't care how bad one dude is. It does not match. See, the, the, the main thing that was already missing here, because see, what you see will rob you of your courage. What you can see will rob you of your courage because what happens is fear is a powerful thing. Fear can make you hide when you shouldn't hide. See, I fight a battle not with my own might but with everything that God has. So why would I hide from any battle? Because I see what I'm capable of doing. So all these guys are like, look, that dude's nine feet tall. It's like, bro, there's like 200,000 of y'all. And see, you say, oh, they were scared of the Philistines. They weren't scared of the Philistines. Because as soon as Goliath fell, what did they do? They took off hauling behind after all the other Philistines. They were scared of one man. Listen, I have seen some big dudes in my life. But there is not a dude big enough that a group of dudes can't take. It don't, that guy don't exist. Patrick Waters back here in the back, one of my best friends in the world, he used to bounce at bars. I'm sure he had some big dudes he had to go up against. But you know what you do? You get another dude. And if you need it, you get another dude. And if you get four dudes. And they wasn't never a dude too big to handle. So it wasn't that Goliath was this guy that was going to defeat 200,000. Their vision of him was bigger than their vision of God. Their vision of him was bigger. Y'all need to stay with me this morning because I'm going to tell you something that's going to help you. The vision of him was bigger than their vision of the God who lived inside of them. So this fear has overpowered their ability to be courageous. So David shows up, and what he sees is astonishing to him. David is shocked. Here's this teenage shepherd boy who shows up, and he's like, why is the army of Almighty God hiding from one blowhard. I don't know. Kind of looks like the church today. The army of God is hiding from the blowhards. So he shows up, right? And David's like, so what does a dude get who whoops this guy? This guy. And so they lay out the whole bounty before him. He's like, all right. Let's do this. And everybody looked at him and said, huh, you? You know why? Folks who just see the natural, just see the natural. I got to tell you something. If you're going to walk in a life seeing in the supernatural, you got to realize you're going to walk sometimes by yourself. Everybody can't see what you can see. 
Most people, when you tell them what you are believing for, what you're having faith for, they will look at you like you have five eyes. They will look at you exactly the way that the army of Israel looked at David. <laughs> All right. I mean, they're literally, you can, you can almost just, just picture this, this group of men, this group of, of, of battle-hardened warriors standing around saying, Him? Him? This little dude? But they gotta, you got to understand something. David laid out under the stars every night watching sheep talking to God Almighty. He knew who his God was. And he knew who he was because of who his God was. And so David says, all right, I got this. So Saul, now you got to understand, here's Saul who's the king. And the king had no more courage than anybody else. Going by God to be king, he's hiding with his men. I mean, they're all up there hiding in the hills. And this guy comes down every day and taunts them and yells at them. I don't know about you, but I've had some situations in my life that taunted me. Anybody ever had a situation in your life that taunted you? Some of y'all got some situations in your life right now that's taunting you. Uh-huh. Sitting back laughing at you. And Goliath, he'd come down and make fun of them. Laugh at them. Make fun of their God. It was a big joke to him. And David said, no, I got this. So Saul said, well, come on, at least let me give you my armor. You know why? Still seeing nothing but the natural. Still seeing nothing but the natural. Saul said, well, listen, if you're going to go down there and get slaughtered, at least I'm going to give you a fighting chance. You know, if, if you're the only guy here courageous enough to go stand up, at least let me give you a fighting chance. Listen, when you begin to believe God for some things, there are going to be some people come alongside you and try to give you some things to aid you along. You don't need their stuff. You don't need their help. You don't need their stuff. You don't need their armor. See, here's the thing. He said, listen, this is the best armor man can make. How many of y'all know that King Saul had the best armor? He had the best tactical advantage possible. He had the best armor that man could make. He said, if God, thank you, Lord. So David puts it on, and the Bible said he couldn't even move. Y'all know I me. Mean, Saul was Saul was nominated and made the king of Israel because he was the biggest guy in Israel. If you read it, it said he stood head and shoulders above everybody in Israel. He was the tallest and the biggest. They said, "Oh, that's the king." So you got David, who's this little sixteen-year-old sandy-haired shepherd boy, and Saul says, "Here's my armor." When JD was a little kid, we put my daddy's suit coat on him one time. I mean, he was a little kid. He wanted to put dad, his granddaddy's suit coat and shoes on. So he's got his suit coat. He couldn't even move. He'd take four or five steps and dad's coat would just drag along beside him. He'd just drag along beside him. And y'all be good over there. <laughs> and so I see David. David puts on this big heavy armor. So it was so big and bulky and heavy. And so what David said, though, was this. He said, I can't go out in these, for I am not used to them. He said, I can't go to battle like this, for I'm not used to them. He said, I'm not used to depending on man's armor. That ain't what I was brought up. That that's not how I learned on the hillside. 
That ain't how I learned to defeat the bear and the lion. He said, I don't know how to walk around in this stuff, but I know that I know that I know that I'm armored up by a God in heaven. So he said, I'm going to go like I know. So I said, he went to a brook and he took five smooth stones. If you read through the Bible very much, you'll realize it's because Goliath had four brothers. When you see in the spirit realm, man, you're ready for the problem in front of you and the problems to come. He was ready. So he goes out on the battlefield, man, and this, I love this. I love this. He walks out on the battlefield and Goliath says this. He says, who's this boy they sent out here to do a man's job? He said, am I a dog? <coughs> Excuse me, did you come at me with a sling and a staff? You gonna run me off like a stray dog? <coughs> oh. <coughs> Drank that water, went down. And Goliath begins to taunt him. The Bible says he cursed David by his gods. And David looks at Goliath, and this is what it takes. This is what it takes to walk in a spirit realm, to see things in a spirit. You've got to declare what God says, not what you see. You have to declare what God says. If you're facing that insurmountable problem, you don't run from the problem. You look right at the problem, and you've got to tell the problem what God says, not what you see. See, our problem is we let our seeing infiltrate our saying instead of our saying infiltrate our seeing. One's going to influence the other. When I talk what I see, all I'm going to have is more of what I see. But when I begin to say... What God's word says, I can tell you how it'll work. You will eventually see what you say. Lord in a spear. He says, you got your natural. Ooh, I love this. I love this so much. He says, you got your natural weapons of war. Said Goliath had been a warrior since his youth. This is a guy who has killed hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of men. And he's ready, man. He's got his shield and he's got his sword and he's got his spear and he's ready to fight. David says, you come at me with a sword and a shield, but I come to you and come at you in the name of the God of Israel whom you have defeated. See, you've got to understand something. When you have a battle or a problem in your life that is not lining up with the word of God, that problem is not defying you. That problem is defying him. See, that battle on that field was not David versus Goliath. It was Goliath versus God. David announced that. He said, listen, I may be be the conduit by which this is fixing to happen, but you're not defying me. Say anything you want to about me. Hate on me all you want to. What you're defying is my God. See, things in your life that have set themselves up against you, they're not defying you. They're defying the promise of God. Circumstances versus me, circumstances can win. Circumstances versus God, God wins every time. And David told Goliath, he said, here's what's going to happen. This day, I'm going to cut your head off. He said, God's going to deliver me into your, deliver you into my hands, and I'm going to cut your head off. Y'all might notice David didn't have a sword. 
Listen to a person who is a person who has used a lot of slingshots, made a lot of slingshots in my life, and carried a lot of staffs. You gonna have a hard time chopping somebody's head off with either. But David declared to Goliath what was going to happen. Because he had already seen it. He looked right at that insurmountable problem. He said, not only, not only is God going to deliver you into my hand, but I'm going to take your natural weapon and cut your head off. See, when the Bible says the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous, when the Bible says, so here, here's the thing, is he's gonna take, he can take that thing that's your biggest offense. He can take that thing that's your biggest obstacle and turn it into your biggest blessing. See, y'all, y'all ain't understanding me. The biggest obstacle facing David, the imminent threat to David's life was the sword of, Goli- sword of Goliath that became David's biggest asset. So the Bible says he took that sling and he began to sling it around his head and he flung that stone and it hit Goliath and the, and the giant fell to the ground. And David went over there and took the sword. And listen, it took supernatural strength. God picked that sword up. David couldn't even lift that thing. He picked that sword up and cut the head off that giant. And immediately, it said all the Philistines begin to run. You say, why are you saying that? Because I'm telling you, there's some things in your life that are obstacles that are big enough standing in the way that they're holding back everything else God wants to do. Anybody ever had something God worked out in your life that it seemed like the floodgates opened just as soon as it went away? The moment that went away? See, lives, our lives are filled with battles and engagements with giants. The problem is those giants are bigger than our abilities because they blind us. Because that, that's so big and it's right there in our face and we don't actually see what we should be seeing. All we can see is that giant. See, there's people in this room, you deal with fear so much that it has stopped you from progressing in all the other facets of your life because it's just standing there in front of you, mocking you. Anybody ever been mocked by fear? You ever had fear laugh in your face? You ever had insecurity laugh in your face? You ever had feelings of inferiority laugh in your face? Just stand there and mock you. And the enemy stays right there at that place. Just keeps on, keeps on, keeps on. And every day, just like Goliath, walks out on the battlefield and says, Ha! You coward! Standing up there, tail tucked between your legs. Get up every morning, and every morning you walk out on that field, and there it is again and again and again. And you're up there saying, oh, no, not again, not again. But it's because we're being ruled by what we see, not what is. Because see, my Bible says that you're more than a conqueror and gain surpassing victory. How? Through him who loved us. You already have the victory over the situation. 
that situation that stands and mocks you, you already have victory over that circumstance. Pastor Johnny, it looks insurmountable. It is for you. It's not for God. So what do I do? Stop having some of the conversations you have. Listen, quit hanging out with people who hide. Quit hanging out with people who hide. See what it took for David. See, the good, it's a good thing David wasn't there. Because God knows what would have rubbed off on that mighty man of God. Oh, let's just park there for a minute. Some of y'all need to get some new friends. Because see, once, once fear, once cowardice had, had, had gripped the camp, Once cowardice had gripped the camp, that was all it took. Now everybody's ducking. Because the bigger they made Goliath in everybody's eyes, the bigger Goliath got. The legend of Goliath had grown in Goliath and it would have been over. But David shows up. He didn't have none of that on him. He didn't have none of that, he didn't have none of that residue on him. See, some of y'all need to y'all need to get away from some folks, and y'all need to clean some of that residue off of you. I've seen people, whole families, got that residue on them. You got to get away from that. You can't hang out with people who don't see things like the way the Word sees them. So let me tell you a way. I can tell you a surefire way that you will never walk in the unseen realm is by keeping one foot over here in the way the world sees it, hanging out with a bunch of folks that see it that way. You will be dragged down. Talking about your circumstance, they're not speaking faith to you. Hang out with different people. I don't want friends that give me their opinions. I want friends who challenge me with the word of God. I want friends that don't tell me, well, you know, I I see what you're saying. I want friends that say, hey, let's me and you say what we're seeing. Some of y'all get that on the way home. The Bible says we have, the right, we have the ability to call those things that be not as though they were. Do you know faith is not denying the reality of an event? Faith is saying that what I'm believing for will surpass this event. This may be what's in front of my face, but this is truth. What was in front of David's faith was, faith was sure death. Certain death. See, when you're going to operate in the spirit realm, you've got to be able to walk out into places that are certain defeat but God. No, y'all ain't heard that. You've got to have the courage to walk out into a situation that is guaranteed defeat unless God. See, that's where seeing in the spirit realm will take you. Operating your life in the spirit realm is not for weak, not for the people who are not courageous, because it will carry you to places where if God don't show up, David walked out on that battlefield and it was either God was with him or there was going to be no more him. You got to walk out there with courage and know, and you got to say, you know what? I know the promise of my God. 
You say, well, Pastor Johnny, how do you walk in the spirit realm? Well, first you've got to know the word. No, I mean, listen, let me tell you what there's a vacuum of in the church world today. People who actually know the scripture. People who actually know the scripture. See, you can't base your life on the promises of God if you don't know what they are. And I'm going to let y'all know something. When you're operating in this realm, God will carry you in baby steps. So what do you mean? You'll start with a bear and a lion before you start with the largest Philistine. But you've got to be willing to go after the bear and the lion if you're ever going to whip the Philistine. You've got to be willing to say, okay, God, because I'm going to tell you something. David versus a bear. But Floyd, you've killed some pretty big bear in your time. But you, you, you didn't ever just go down there and tackle one of them. That wasn't the game. Bears are strong. David versus a lion, guess who wins? Lion. But David learned through those experiences, it wasn't him versus that. It was God versus that. See, what you begin to realize as the spirit realm becomes manifest is that God is bringing things to pass in our lives. As we believe for them, God brings them to pass. God makes them manifest. But we get so stuck right here. Right here. I guess maybe it's just me. I guess none of y'all are in that situation. Where you look at a bank account and there's too many debits and not enough deposits. Where too much is going out and ain't enough coming in. What? There ain't nobody who hadn't been there. Where you, so you go through places in your life where everything feels like you're operating at a deficit. You ever been in a situation where everything in life felt hard? Everything. Everything just felt hard. Everything felt like a struggle. Hey, thank you for your honesty. I mean, at least I don't feel like I'm preaching to myself up here. But see, it's because all we see is right here. The Bible says you're not basing your belief in what's right here. You're basing your belief in what's on its way. You say, well, what's happening? Well, sometimes it's like with Daniel. When the angel comes and says, hey, I heard you on the first day. But we ran into the prince and the powers of Persia and had to go back and get reinforcements. See, some of y'all got some things on its way from God, but it's battling against the, the oppressive forces that operate in our world. But let me tell you what's going to happen. When God makes a promise, he'll go get all it takes through a situation. And it's dark and it's a difficult situation. What you got to realize is what it looks like is not what it is. What it is is the promise of the word of God. What it is, is the promise of the Word of God. It's easy to get stuck right there. 
the way I see it, I don't know how that could possibly work. See, the great thing about serving God is I don't have to know how it could possibly work. I just know that God says it will. I just know that God says it will. Because God is not confined. God is not confined by what is going on in the natural world around us. He's not confined by that. He's not confined by what you can see that happened this last week. He's not confined by the last fight you had with your spouse. He's not confined by your bank account. He's not confined by your doctor's report. See, you know what happens when you get a report from a doctor? You know what they do? They diagnose it to the That's it. No, y'all ain't even heard me. Because there's some people sitting in here, you've had some doctor's reports, and I'm going to tell you something. Those doctor's reports are not accurate. They are based off of a temporary situation that you find yourself in. And that may be what the scan said. That may be what the test said. But you have to understand, my God, who is the great healer, he is not confined by what the test said. He's not confined by your present condition. Well, that's just the way it is. Not with God. Well, that's settled. Not with God. I'm preaching better than y'all responded. Said, no, that's not settled. Well, that's what it looks like. So you're choosing to walk by sight and not by faith. Okay. Your choice. Apostle Paul, he said, I'm going to fix it be done. He said in 2 Corinthians 5, everybody knows 517, 521, but 516 he says, or 518, I'm sorry, we no longer estimate men from a mere mortal standpoint. Paul said we no longer can look at someone and determine the path of their life based on what their lives look like because they're no longer that. They have been given supernatural power through the Holy Spirit from God. So just because something appears some way, it's not true. That's not the truth. You hear me? That's not the truth. That's not what God's word says. That's what God that's not what God tells you in your quiet time. And see what I, we're good. I'm standing right here. Because see what happens in that spirit realm, there's something to get a hold of you supernaturally that you can't let go of. There's some things in your life you'd have turned loose of long ago, but they won't turn loose of you. You'd have long since turned loose. But something in that supernatural. And every time you want to turn loose of it, there's something that says, nope, no, no, no. This ain't it. This ain't the end. That supernatural realm grabs a hold and says, just be patient. 
Be patient. Because as God's fixed to show up, he's going to show out. What you see is not true. His word is true. You know, the best con men in the world use your senses. I'm, I'm fixed to be done, I promise. The devil is the greatest con artist who's ever lived. Every great con man uses your senses. They fool what you can see or what you hear. Anybody ever been fooled? They fool your senses. And they fool you into believing something that is true. Faith is not what I think. Faith is what I know. I know that's a perfect baby boy. I told you up there. You know exactly what God said. Sitting in a hospital room, you know exactly what God said. And see, none of that changes based on what you ever see. Because it's what you know. It's what you know that you know that you know that you know that you know. Perfect. Flawless. In every way. In every way. Because over the little bit of time here, you're going you're gonna to see some things that, that, that try to tell you otherwise. You're going to see some giants yelling at you. Standing in a field trying to defy. But you know, y'all give me a minute. Y'all stand with me.